You know the exact opposite of a hag? What? Al Pacino. <laughs> the most virile man the, in America. Yes, because he's having a new baby. <laughs> and he's the oldest man on the planet. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are creeping into your sleep uh -oh. with the Hackman and Hags. The Hackman. Oops. <laughs> the Hatman and Hags. Yeah. yeah. The Hatman and Hags. They go together. They, they really do. They, uh, they genuinely do. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about the Hatman before. Yeah. And uh, the Hatman seems to have really taken on a life of his own. We're going back to the well, partially because we enjoy revisiting topics from when um, we like split things up in a different way and we didn't necessarily give everything a ton of time. Mm -hmm. But also, I wrote an article about the hat man that is based on what we talked about in that episode. Episode 39, by the way. Thank you. The hat man and the kraken. Of course. We're not going to set the record straight and do and revisit the hat man and <laughs> hags. Yes, that's right. But so I have this article up on Medium. It's at medium.com slash at chillin' Kristen. And then you could like scroll and find it or whatever. But so when you have stuff up, stuff up on Medium, they send you a weekly wrap up on Fridays that shows you how many people read something. Mm -hmm. And there have been like months where I don't even get a weekly wrap because nobody's read anything that I did. For the last, I don't know, I'm guessing two months, I've been getting it every week with like 500 reads of it, 400 reads of it. Like, a ton of people are looking into the hat man right now and have for years. Yeah. Like I've spread, this has happened sporadically over the last few years. And so, um, I told Will, maybe we should strike while the hat man is hot. Yes. And I think it's absolutely correct to do so. Mm -hmm. People will not have a hard time finding your article. Yeah. It is the fifth result. If you just Google the hat man. Real? Wow. I never thought to do that. Okay. That makes sense. You'll that, find that it must quite be easily. You're one of the prime sources. For Hatman news. I'm the foremost Hatman. Actually, I've written two Hatman articles because I did this just based on our silly thing for Medium. And then I wrote one for our former job. Don't say the word. It might make people vomit. No, I won't. Um, for a place that Will and I both worked. Hunter that killer. sucks. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, so it was like a more formal, like more serious article. And um, the headline of that appeared on Ancient Aliens. Yeah, that's Remember right. That? I forgot about that. I did too until I was saying it out loud. Your commentary on the Hat Man is legend. Yes, it is. It's on ancient aliens. I am the foremost expert on the Hat Man. Why am I covering this? <laughs> uh, so what we did, we uh, we talked about it and I was like, Kristen's gone to the Hat Man, well, a couple of different right. ways. Let's see what happens if I yes. go in and revisit yes. and get uh, some of it's I'm going to catch people up on of course. conventional hat lore. Mm-hmm. I do have some new tidbits. Great. And I have a whole lot of encounters. Great. Great. I have enough encounters until to the cows come home. To fill a hat to the brim. That's right. Yeah. Some of which are from your work. I have quotes. You're one of my sources. I like, don't remember this. You're one of my sources and you are one of my fonts of experiences because people have been commenting on your articles. Yeah. Leaving their experiences for years. Are there comments on the hack one? Oh, yeah. Like a lot. Oh, I think I've never looked. Like a lot. See, the medium emails me, so I think, oh, interesting. Okay, great. The Hunter Killer one does quite nicely. 
Great. You'd think that they'd well, want to welcome. keep doing that sort of thing. You would think. <laughs> anyway. But they don't. Anyway, <laughs> we shan't and can't talk about that. No. So we let's have, instead. We have an NDA from HAK. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the hat man. Yes. He comes to you when you're most vulnerable, <laughs> lying in bed, drifting off to sleep. He may appear so silently and suddenly, you wonder how long he's been watching you. And you'll recognize him the way countless others have described his appearance. He's a shadow being. It looks as if he's composed entirely of darkness, from the soles of his feet to the hat on his head. Ooh. The hat man wears many hats. Literally! Yikes! Uh, from you. Usually a top hat, fedora, or a gaucho. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Like a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, I like to imagine, this is me <laughs> speaking, I, I, I like to imagine that he's experimented with every kind of hat. Why wouldn't he? Occasionally throws on a backwards baseball cap. A kangle. Just feels I know we talked about that recently. <laughs> now, what the hell's a kangle? <laughs> When I said this to you last time, you said, I don't have cankles. Yeah. Um, a kangle hat, K-A-N-G-O-L, is like, it was popular for a while. It kind of looks like a newsboy cap, but you wear it backwards and it has the kangle logo. And Samuel L. Jackson often wore oh. I don't know if he still does, but he used to wear them a lot, like in the 90s. As does uh, Joey Pantaloni. Yes, exactly. So uh, <laughs> maybe he's worn a kangle. Maybe. To say. So why has he come? He's come to your room in the night mm -hmm. to watch, to watch you sleep or to watch you struggle. Essentially, it seems as if uh, he visits people who are experiencing some form of sleep paralysis, which right. is a, a common real thing. Essentially, when you're sleeping, your body locks you down. Mm -hmm. You literally cannot move while you're in REM sleep. Yeah. So if you're running in your dream, your body's not running in the sheets and you don't fall out of your bed. Right. Right. And probably goes all the way back to like a survival instinct of like, you don't run out of the cave and get eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah, probably. We all know cavemen and dinosaurs. Oh, like this. Simpatico. Like this. Simpatico. So your body is locked down, but your eyes open up and there he is, sometimes standing in the corner. Sometimes watching you via a mirror, which is mm -hmm. so removed, it's it's extra creepy to me. Yeah. Modern lore says that he sometimes has glowing red eyes. Uh-huh. Sometimes he might be almost face-to-face -face with you, bent forward, craning over you, staring into your pained, terrified <laughs> face. What is causing you the pain and terror? You can, looking you can at the hat man and not being able to oh, move. He's, oh, you're you're awake and looking at him. You're, yeah, almost okay, almost yeah. as if he has done this to you. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and so and so <laughs> I literally like barely remember this. This is oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not, I'm, I'm not asking fake questions. You are, but and and you I still will say the foremost authority. Your work is storied. I agree, and yet I don't know anything about it. Nobody does. No. That's that's part of the problem with the hat man. This is one <laughs> of those things for me where it's somewhat like the Mothman, uh -huh. right? We've also talked about the Mothman. Feel free to go through the archives. Yeah, and we revisited the Mothman as well. We did, you're right. Um, the Mothman is one of those figures that people really love and seem to rally around. Yep. And then I've looked into him multiple times and kind of gone like, I don't get it. I know. I don't really understand what... It's cool that he's a big monster man. Right. But I don't understand all the... I, I'm a lore lover. I'm a writer. I like to see the rules for how things operate. Yeah. And the Hat Man is very, very similar where, to your point, people seem to really uh, be energized by this legend. Yeah. Of the Hat Man watching you sleep. And yeah, it's kind of 
cool, but there's so little there, really. Right. I mean, I guess with the hat man, it sounds like people have experienced things that they, and so that's what it is. It's not necessarily the lore. Yes. But just that this is something they've actually had an encounter with. So right. then they're like looking for more information about it. And with the Mothman, what I guess, because I do really like the Mothman, but I agree. There's not like a ton going on. I think the Mothman is almost like a gateway to other cryptids and stuff, because I would yeah. argue that um, it's like the most popular cryptid besides like Sasquatch or something like that. Yeah. So you kind of hear about the Mothman, learn about that. You're like, wow, this is a really cool, weird thing. I've never thought about this sort of stuff. And so it kind of sticks. And then as you learn about other things, it's cool, but it doesn't have the same cachet as your first. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's a, that's a really good point. And with mm -hmm. so many people sharing their stories, I think yeah. that helps it proliferate further. So yeah. there, there are plenty of TikToks of people talking about the hat man, sharing hat man lore. Mm -hmm. Funnily enough, we guide the unknown have done a TikTok where we did the hat man in one minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've gone to the well right. several times, but there is something that makes you want to look again. There mm -hmm. it is. There is something about it that's sort of like ephemerally compelling. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that people say why, like, what's his motivation? Mm -hmm. Why? Okay, so he stares at you. That's like why? creepy. But what's he doing? What's he? Is he getting something out of this? Yeah. One of the things people say is that he is essentially feeding on your fear. Mm -hmm. um, I have a quote um, from a storied uh, author mm. here about him feeding upon your fear. I bet she's, she, I'm assuming, is very smart and also gorgeous. And a, and a little weird and goofy. <laughs> um, so here, here, uh, here's what a writer once said about the hat man feeding on fear. Your bedroom is his demonic gas station. And baby, you're super unleaded. Oh my God. That's in your article. <laughs> That's, That's, so in That's in my goofy article, not the one I was paid to do for Hunt to Killer, correct? Yes, that's yes. in the goofy one, but the goofy one is the, the one that comes that's up That's the big one, yeah. The, the goofy one is wonderful. Thank you. you even you, the title of it was great. The Hat Man. What's this shadow person got under his cat? <laughs> I do like that. It's good. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> Thank you. It's a great line. <laughs> Thank you very um, much. So feeding on fear is also something that has recurred a lot in other sort of mm -hmm. figures in horror. Um, I would say one of the, the big, big, big ones would be Pennywise. Yes. Uh, so Stephen King's It... Um, there's this confusing thing of how Pennywise, the clown, the dancing clown is deliberately trying to scare children right? because it's like salting the meat. That's yeah. the line given it's about it. It's a great it. line. It's like, so it's a great line. Yeah. It's fun to eat you. Mm -hmm. I got to eat you for sustenance, I guess. But don't you want us to, to, to put a little flavor on the meat? Yeah. Let's put some salt on the meat. Fear. Make it taste even better. And that flavor is your fear. Yeah. So Pennywise is incentivized to scare you as much as possible before he eats you. Mm -hmm. But there's a weird thing, right? With Pennywise, it's like, okay, well, when is the meat salted enough? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. are you going to eat me now? Yeah. You've been scaring me for a long time. <laughs> it seems like it's enough. I guess just when he's hungry enough. Ambiguous ticking clock. Hard to, to tell what's going on. Yeah. With the hat man... I would say it's almost simpler mm -hmm. in an appealing kind of way. Dawn? He doesn't necessarily do anything to you. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's going to eat you. It's not even Dawn, necessarily. You're lying in bed, frozen with fear, and the hat man is standing in the corner watching you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's said that he'll glance down at a golden pocket watch, indicating that time 
yeah. time is of some substance to the hat man that is confusing. Maybe to your point, maybe it is like he's like, I better get out of here before d- sunrise. Maybe. Maybe. If he's made a shadow. Right. Shadow's enemy is sunlight. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes, it is. As we all learned in school, the enemy of <laughs> shadows is sunlight. I remember my third grade teacher telling that to me every it's day. It's true. It's true. But so like, is he like, I better get out of here to a certain point. It's, Maybe. it's, there's not a definitive answer on when enough is enough, but instead of eating you or killing you, mm-hmm. he'll just leave. I guess he's just sucking fear like a dementor. Uh, and a few people who have experiences that I've I've written down or read have described yeah. him very similar, similarly to a Dementor from Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like he was sucking my soul out of yeah. my mouth. But at a certain point, it's decided, on, according to some ambiguous internal mechanism of the hat man. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm full. And he doesn't dissipate into nothingness. He often strolls right out the door. Right. There is such an oddity. To this, I love the idea of the hat man as a figure that you almost realize has been there for who knows how long. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it feels like a home invasion. Yeah. It feels as if maybe he came in through the door. You just didn't hear or notice him. Yeah. You noticed him at this time. But yep. how long has he been there? You it's, didn't see him come in. It's very interesting. It is very eerie. And the fact that it is so ambiguous, I think, lends to a lot of people talking about their theories or wanting to spread the legend because there's almost no closure on it. Right, right. We're still working on it. Yeah. And we've done a lot of talking about urban legends on the show. And I have this feeling about, like, the the Hat Man is not, I think, classically an urban legend, so to speak, according to the original, like, like, textbook. I don't know. It's close to, like, a a cryptid type of thing, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Um... But I think that we often tell stories like the the babysitter and the man upstairs. The call's coming from inside the house. Ah! Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the, the first time someone told that story, the call wasn't coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. It was just a babysitter was calling for help. No one believed her. She ended up dead. Yeah. But then someone telling the story just to their friends around a campfire gave that perfect twist. Yeah. And then it was set in stone. That's the story. And yeah. everyone agrees. That's because the story. it was so good. Because it's so perfect. Yeah. Like, why would you not just be like, I, I got to tell somebody about this? And then yes. it starts to become cemented. And with everybody telling the story of the hat man, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say, starting with you. Yes. I'm going to say it too. Are we going to keep telling each other the story of the hat man until somebody concocts the wrinkle? Yeah. That gives it a satisfying overall motivation rules here's how you defeat them conclusion a story thing that makes us all then bundle it up and go bam this is the one this is now the hat man version of the babysitter yes yeah yeah Yeah. this is the legend you do it well it doesn't work if you want to do it it works because people just keep loving (laughs) the story i know you can't control it damn and that's something that i love about folklore and like this like social storytelling the humans as social creatures that Mm -hmm. just we love to dwell on scary stuff because it's it's cathartic and it's exciting it's exciting it's enticing you know like we like mystery and that even when we don't we do like it absolutely and who cannot relate to the idea of it being dark the middle of the night, you woke up, you don't even know what time it is. Yeah. And you're like, what? what is going on? And oh my God, how scary would it be if there was someone in the room? Yeah, totally. This is like a perfect campfire story. Yes. Like, you know, not everybody can be sitting on lover's lane and have the hook hand 
attack attack them. But most people are sleeping in bed. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just so relatable. It's like universal. Yeah, totally. And is there anything that, like, scarier the than the dark? Yeah. A shadow person is the dark. Right. They're blending right into it. And maybe you see just the vaguest shape. Yes. And you're like, what the hell is that? And so we come to the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What? What? It really does all come back to the hat. Though, Why is he the hat I, man? That's a distinguishing characteristic. Besides right. that, he's a shadow person, which is a thing in and of itself. But he's like a very specific genre of yes. shadow person. And I say he, but is it a singular he? Sure. Or it is a group is this like a species of shadow person? Yes. Are they the, the hat men? The different hats would indicate to me, perhaps. The hat men. Oh, yeah. that's a great point, Kristen. Every time he was seen in a different hat, it was actually a different guy. Right. Exactly. They had different hat preferences. I don't know if this guy, when he leaves the night, is pick, hmm, do I want the gaucho or do I want the pork pie tonight? No, it's a guy. Well, I want that, a hat. I want that wicker hat that like the music man wears. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you know, like, how am I feeling? How am I feeling tonight? What is that called? I don't know. Which hat feels like me mm. tonight? Yeah. Well, here's here's the other thing. If you're only a shadow, right. like you don't have a face, True. the only thing you can do to distinguish yourself is change your silhouette. The hat is all you got. The hat's all you got. Yeah. Maybe they tried shoes for a while and people didn't really notice them. Right. They're too low. Big clown shoes <laughs> or a high, high <laughs> saucy heel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and then the hat, he was like, most people are drawn to, they look at my head. They look I'd, up. Let's change the hat. Yeah. I, 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 I've tried. I do not have a great <laughs> reason for the hat. No one does. We don't know. I would have it's to. It's a supernatural entity. Yes. I'd have to imagine that it might have something to do with this image of like the men in black. Right. Yeah. So like the men in black, not just Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, mm -hmm. but like the, the folkloric men in black, the urban legend conspiracy theory men in black yep. who, oh my gosh, these guys show up at almost like the Mothman. They show up at different catastrophes. Mm -hmm. Are they aliens? Are they the CIA? They're like the cleanup crew. It evokes that feeling of like a spy with the collar of his, you know, raincoat turned up and his hat pulled low. Yep. Like, like Inspector it, Gadget. Like an Inspector Gadget type. Um, the Men in Black is like this institutional kind of thing, or just like an otherworldly creature pretending to be human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the best I can figure, but that's just pure conjecture. Yeah, they're like, oh, the humans wear these. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, cool idea. here's some information that I found that was like, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on a second now. Yeah. It, you'll understand in just a second. I'm going to just tell you what I encountered. Okay. While trying to Google like a potential starting point for the the Hat Man, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can like Slender Man, who was one of these kind of like internet figures that took the world by storm. But there's an actual place you can point to and go like, oh, this is when somebody invented him. Right. I was wondering, is there something like that for the Hat Man? Yeah. So I went digging around and I found a Rolling Stone article that was behind a paywall that I couldn't read. Uh -huh. But the headlines were like from a from a joke about Benadryl to an internet craze. The story of the hat man. Yeah. I was like, Benadryl? I mean, a lot of people take Benadryl to go to sleep. Okay. Like as a de facto sleeping pill. So I almost thought, was there like... I don't know if that was the right use of de facto, but anyway. You know how brands on the internet... like oh, if Benadryl if made it go viral. Yeah, like yeah, Benadryl yeah, yeah. posted about like seeing a hat man when you sleep, uh, you know, five years ago and everyone loved it. That'd be amazing. Because like you can't go on the internet now without Pop-Tarts being like, what you up to, Bay? Yeah, like, I, I know. I don't know, man. You're Pop-Tarts. <laughs> You're not my friend. 
But so like, did Benadryl somehow invent the hat man? That's a, I like that. There's a darkness. Uh huh. There's a darkness here. I don't have the definitive answer. Yeah. But here's the Benadryl connection. Um, there's actually a whole page on <laughs> drugs.com about this. The hat man is a fictional figure that started appearing on certain internet sites in the early 2000s that has recently been referred to as the Benadryl hat man. Yeah, this is ringing so a bell. It's like specifically. It's like branded. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like he's like a NASCAR driver. Yeah. And maybe on the brim of his hat, there's a logo for Benadryl. Like he's or a bunch of little pills. Sponsored. You know how sometimes there'll be a hat that has like a ribbon. It's got like puka shells on it yes. or something. Yes. Just little Benadryls. Little Benadryls. You're absolutely right. Uh, but this happened, calling him the Benadryl hat man came after reports of people hallucinating and citing him after overconsumption or abuse <laughs> of Benadryl happened. Uh-huh. So essentially, yeah, people medically evoked the feeling of sleep paralysis or hallucination. Yeah. And one of the things people hallucinated was the hat man. Interesting. Now, is that if we're is that if open we're, and shut? If we're buying the hat man as a paranormal figure right is he summoned much in the same way he arrives to people who are sleeping but right. trapped in this liminal between wake and sleeping world and the benadryl people the benadryl like cracks open the door cracks open the door for him to come to you too yeah or what i think what, what is frankly more compelling to me whether he's a real paranormal thing or not as the celebratory skeptic that i am of course stories of the hatman have been going around for so long mm-hmm. that people who are hallucinating are hallucinating that thing they heard about. Yeah, right. Right? So in a weird way, he's almost like a tulpa. Absolutely. We made him up, but by making him up and talking about him to each other as the social creatures we are, we have made him a real phenomenon for people who are hallucinating or are experiencing some sort of uh, uh, sleep you know, night terror. Right. A thought form, an he, egregore. We, yeah, he's real yeah. now. Yeah, we made him real because of our collective consciousness. Because people are afraid of him. Yeah. We talk about him. Yeah, so, I, I love that line of thinking. Right? So um, the hat man has also been associated with the abuse of mind-altering substances taken to excess. There's even a mini documentary about him being associated with sleep paralysis on YouTube. High doses of uh, Benadryl can cause heart arrhythmias, delirium, psychosis, seizures, coma, and death. Mm. We're going to talk a little bit about death. Because there's a Wikipedia page for... Mm-hmm. Death. The the Benadryl Challenge. Oh, my God. Now, there are some jokes out there. I've seen some memes that... I've never heard of that. ...quite frankly made me laugh, where they Uh were like, I'm going to do the Benadryl Challenge... I'm going to have sex with the hat man. (laughs) (laughs) I just say somebody in the chat, Maggie in our chat, because I mentioned we record live. It's at youtube.com slash at GTTU pod every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So there are people watching and chatting. And Maggie said, one of my favorite TikToks is I can't use Benadryl to go to sleep because I owe the hat man money. So, yeah, the Benadryl really is more instrumental to the hat man than i remembered and maggie said the joke right uh-huh i can't use benadryl to go to sleep because i owe the hat man money what did you say no there is, th- well that's i told you a it's different a thing different that i heard one. that made me yeah. laugh yeah um i'm gonna take benadryl oh so i can have sex with the hat man which is very very funny <laughs> it's really funny but people are sharing this can't i owe the hat man money joke but it's written it's not a good joke the way it's written maggie yeah. said it right the one that's all over the place, if you if you look up Hatman memes, uh-huh. and it's like sold on shirts all over the place. You know what? You're reminding me when um 
when the hat man thing that I wrote, the headline was on ancient aliens. I like told my therapist about it. Like we we're just talking about like what happened this week. And I was like, Oh, this weird thing. And I remember she said something about like a Benadryl joke. She was like, Oh yeah, I've seen something oh, okay. about that. Cause she I like, had never heard it. the Benadryl connection. I forgot that, but I remember her be, she said something, she knew who it was or yeah. what it was. And I was like, why do you know that? Do you like this stuff? And she was like, well, yeah, I do. But also there's this thing that's going around about that's like funny. Benadryl and whatever. So here's the way the Benadryl joke is written on a bunch of shirts that people <laughs> are trying to sell on Redbubble <laughs> or whatever. The joke as written is I can't take Benadryl because I owe the hat man money and I don't want to see him. Oh, God, that's so long. This is way better what Maggie wrote. Maggie, I can't use Benadryl to go to sleep because I owe the hat man money. Done. Boom, boom, Period. boom. Yeah. And I don't want to see him. <laughs> doesn't belong there no it's already implied you would see him right it's, it's redundant it's done. and clunky you finished it red bubble deserve, deserves better <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll make a guide to the unknown Poor red bubble the right hat man joke. yeah right <laughs> anyway so um that is in a nutshell that's sort of like the the newer hat man stuff is the benadryl challenge delightful which uh emerged around 2020 mm-hmm. revolving around the deliberate consumption excessive use and overdose of Benadryl. Hmm. Now, uh, people. Have, yeah, I really didn't know about that. So, so the thing was like, do the Benadryl challenge, and you'll hallucinate. Yeah. And the offshoot of that was, do the Benadryl challenge, take a bunch of Benadryl, and you'll see you'll the see, Hat Man. Yeah. So he wasn't the centerpiece. The centerpiece was, it's a drug, and you'll hallucinate and get high. Right. But he was sort of part of the joke of take a bunch of Benadryl, and you're going to see the Hat Man. I wonder if there are people who, so like the joke is, and if, if anybody actually did it or whatever, it's like you're taking a bunch of Benadryl and something screwed up is going to happen. Yeah. I wonder if there are people who are like paranormally minded or paranormal investigators who have done this with like an academic mind to, to encounter the hat man. Right. Oh boy. I, Not endorsing that or encounter that, but I'm just wondering, I, cause I think of dumb teens uh, yes, when I think of something of like the Benadryl challenge, but I wonder if there are people who are like, this is the key. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, listen, I, I do think that there are likely people who have taken any number of things. Like, uh, that was a thing, right? Like, take a bunch of LSD and that opens mm-hmm. your mind up to other experiences and you'll see Yeah, something. like any psychedelics. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certain, certain, certain of that. Yeah. Um, but the Benadryl yeah. challenge, it's one of those things where you're like, bah, but nobody really did it. Well, people did it. I'm sure they did, And a yeah. few kids died. Oh, man. There were deaths associated with the Benadryl challenge. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and make us... Uh, uh, go down this deep, dark no, I know. hole of, of the misery of that because it is miserable. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, that's the sort of thing where it's like, it's. I'm not going to characterize it as they did the Benadryl challenge to see the Hat Man and they oh. died. No, they but it's probably... one of those like challenge things, and it's like, I know that there was like the the Tide Pod challenge. Yeah, and people just do a challenge. It, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is this weird. It's a, a safe daredevil thing. To, like. By mm-hmm. safe, I mean you're not dangling off the side of a building to do the Benadryl You're doing challenge. it at home. It's a it's a homebound. And thinking, yeah. how bad could it be? Yeah, exactly. But man, take enough Benadryl mm-hmm. and you'll die. Take enough like anything and, and you'll kids die. Died. You know, like yeah, yikes. Yeah, it, it really is nightmarish. It sucks. So let's let's talk about some uh, uh, Hat Man. Let's talk about some Hat Man experiences. Let's do it. I'll, I'll read you just a couple, and then I think we'll we'll have them for all time. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> so I wrote them down. Essentially, uh, I wrote down the ones that I liked the most. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So there's there's some just like clean cut. There's a Hat Man experience, and then some that I'm like, that's weird. Of course. Okay. So here are some comments from the Hunter Killer Deep Dives article. 
The Hat Man is a shadow person who will keep you up at night, written by a genius, Kristen mm-hmm. Anderson. That's right. Okay. This comment was re- left by a person who only described himself with the name. Doesn't matter. Mm. Name doesn't matter. Okay. My wife woke up to this figure bent over her f- almost face to face, paralyzed in fear. She woke me up and I saw the figure lean up and walk out of the room. I got out of bed and walked to the house. Every single door was shut and locked and every single window was shut and locked. Just vanished. Roughly six feet tall-ish, more of a men in black type of suit outfit with a decent wide brim hat for the frame. <laughs> decent. <laughs> Freaked. Yeah, there was a decent hat on this guy. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, he, uh, he had a mustache. I say, about, it wasn't bad. Had a mustache about six feet tall. That's an awfully big mustache. <laughs> Freaked me the hell out. My dogs didn't even notice or make a noise either. Like, like they were in a coma or something odd. Huh. I think he's just saying no, there, like the, the, cause you think of this as a home invader type thing, but if the dogs didn't respond to the home invader, right. He must not have been human. No. Right? Where'd he come from? Maybe he just materialized in the room. Didn't make a sound. So the dogs, there's so, nothing to react to. To some extent, that's like a purist, almost, almost a purist interaction or experience of seeing the hat man. Yeah. A little unusual in that it was a couple that both saw him. Yeah, definitely. Some some accounts, it's like I screamed because I saw the hat man when my parents came to get me. There was no one there. Most that I've read have been just a single person experiencing it. Yes. Yeah. So that was interesting in that there were two of them. Definitely. Here is one that like I I almost considered not reading, Mm -hmm. but you can't tell. I'm just going to read it and then we'll we'll both react to it together. Sandra. I'll leave her last name out, but her last name is there. Sandra left this comment. My son is seeing this in our room. I have a voice recording right now of him explaining to me what he's seeing. How can I get rid of it? He cries. Why can he only see it? Why can't I see it? Oh, my God. Now, I do not know how to make heads or tails of... It's a comment on a website. Mm -hmm. The veracity of it, the the willingness to participate in the legend of the hat man or a mental illness. Mm -hmm. Or if you believe in the paranormal, the hat man. Well, also, how old is the kid? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it, it could just be a little kids being scared of stuff. Absolutely. And the mother taking it literally. But certainly the kind of post that a, a lot of people might see on a million different kinds of mm-hmm. sites of, of, like, the, the right? Like, for, for, for us on Guide to the Unknown and for a lot of our audience, a, a lot of these figures are a form of entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's fun to talk about and interesting to think about. It's fun to look at scary stuff. There was a period of time where I think I struggled to even describe what we do here because mm-hmm. it's not a scary show. Guide to the yeah. Unknown's not scary. Mm-hmm. We're not going to scare you. We love scary stuff. Yeah. We thrive on it. Yes. We're having fun with scary stuff. Yep. But there is no denying that like part of the core purpose of stories like this is to scare people. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things that you might see occasionally in researching this stuff that makes you go... Are people experiencing it or do they believe they're experiencing it? Either way. They're scared. They're scared. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Yeah, totally. I feel bad that I haven't been in these comments. I've abandoned my flock. You must return to them. I, oh yes. Okay. Here's, here's one that, this is the last one that I'll read to you for now. Yeah. And it's long ish, but there's a key point in it that I think is worth discussing. Let's see if you catch it. Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's almost like a blink and you'll miss it type of detail in this story. Let's see if you catch what I caught. All right. This was left by Masai. I saw the hat man as a child. 
sleeping by myself in my bedroom. I woke up unable to move or speak. This towering figure at least six to seven feet at the foot of my bed with red eyes, a Cheshire cat grin, and a wide-brimmed fedora staring, almost vibrating in excitement at my fear. I repeated in my head, in Jesus' name, over and over and over. There are many accounts of the hat man perhaps being the devil. Yeah. And that evoking like conventional, like like the exorcist, conventional Christian mythology. Right. I remember that. Him, right. So that's what uh, supposedly was happening here. Mm -hmm. it, suddenly, it suddenly had a look of fear and turned around to run out the door behind him. I don't know where I got the bravery, but I lunged at it and swung a right hook and instantly collapsed on the floor with my vision staring at the ceiling. It has to be evil energy for me to drop so instantly at the slightest touch. I woke up in my bed, but I am convinced I astrally projected and attacked him. That was 25 years ago. I am now a father and businessman. But the amount of tragic events after that experience were more than I can bear. Apparently, this figure has been around since ancient times, and just a few centuries ago, it started wearing a fedora. I wish I could kill it. Oh, my God. All right, what are your biggest takeaways from that story? Well, the glowing red eyes, because okay. you said that was a newer kind of thing that seemed to have cropped I've seen up. That, I've seen that a lot in many of these stories, and it, it didn't seem to be until maybe the last couple of years. Right, so if it happened 25 years ago. Because if you're ago, a shadow being, he's, he originally was pure silhouette. No, yeah. no nothing. Right. Okay. Um, that stuck out. I don't even remember now. What, okay. what was the point that here's, here's the one that, that was the most glaring red flag to me. Yeah. Quite frankly, I forgot that he tried to punch it and it knocked him to the floor. The right. power of it. Yeah. As if he like touched an electric fence. I misunderstood. I thought that he punched and punched Missed through. It. Yes. I thought, nothing. He, I thought he like punched through a shadow. And so he like fell on the floor because he was using all his weight. I, <laughs> I didn't understand that. I it, forgot there was a punch involved at all. And then reading this, I assumed the same thing as you. I was like, oh, he punched and missed because he's made of vapor, shadow, nothing. But no, he, it had to be. It had to be powerful. It like caught his fist and like yeah, right, exactly. wrenched it. It has to be evil energy for me to drop so instantly at the slightest yeah, touch. Yeah, I know. I, I did clock that, but I, I was just like, I don't really understand what that no, means. Here's the thing that really stood out to me. Uh-huh. I am now a father and businessman. Yeah. No one describes themselves as I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a businessman. Businessman. That's how a child views the future. <laughs> Right? That's how a child describes a job. This is a little kid. <laughs> that was the smoking gun. I don't know. I, I am now like... a father and a businessman. I don't know. I feel like if somebody's trying to validate that, like, oh, I'm a serious individual, they might say businessman. This is also somebody who said, what was it? it his evil was such right. that it whatever. No, I, this is. However, this kid's. That is also weird enough to be something that a kid says. So like an 11-year-old. Yeah, I think it's I am now a father and a businessman. <laughs> no one in the history of the world has ever said, occupation, businessman. Businessman. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say. You know? That's so funny. That's like saying, like, like I'm a, a fireman. You yeah. Would, you would say firefighter. Like, it would be close. I guess that's not I as extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fireman. Like, it just sounds like fireman. A, kid's, a kid's approximation I'm of... I'm a fireman. 
the adult world. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I am now a businessman in a busy office in the city. Yeah, here's your businessman, you know, certificate. I order the businessman special. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I do business and business things such as things. this. What's in the briefcase? Business crackers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right on the second take. Oh yeah. So there's there's the hat man. Yeah. A slight slight update, some new wrinkles to the lore. Yeah. Some classic lore. I learned lore. some stuff. And some experiences, which again, I, I treat it like the Walker, Texas Ranger lover. If ever we need it, just go, hat man story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a bunch. Well, hang on to those yes, for a future. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. We'll revisit the hat man again, I'm sure. Certainly. I do anticipate this story continuing to grow and, and change with many tellings. It seems like it. I, I don't really know what what uh precipitated this like new crop of people reading about know. it or whatever but it happens every once in a while mm -hmm. and it has for years yep so yeah i don't think it'll stop may the hat man live long and prost prost prostate <laughs> may the hat man be with you and also with you thank you um <laughs> So, I am going to talk about hags. Yes. But before I do so, let me tell you about this couple of hags. We're Guides to the Unknown. We have another podcast, a second one. That's right. That's called The Netherworld Dispatch, and it comes out every Monday if you are a member of patreon.com slash pod, specifically at the demon tier. Mm -hmm. We have other tiers as well where you get episodes a little bit more sporadically that, um, you know, it's on yeah, like every a couple price of weeks, system. Once a month. Yeah. Find a tier that fits you, but we're doing it every single Monday on the mm -hmm. Demon tier. Yeah. It's such a good time. We watch a lot of clips. It, we're recording right now in the summer where a lot of horror news is coming out. Yeah. So our most recent episode is episode 120. You get every episode if you sign up now mm -hmm. and every future episode if you stay. Yeah. Uh, our most recent episode we called Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Free association. That's right, because we started out watching Unsolved Mysteries, but then somehow we got onto, oh, let's watch the trailer for Stigmata. <laughs> then during that, let's watch the trailer for, I don't know, Happy, Happy Town. Town. Yeah, let's watch the trailer for Wayward Pines. Like all these canceled mystery shows. Yeah. And I loved it. We we got some positive feedback too. People yeah, seem to did. like our sort of like following our whimsy and, and finding different crazy things and I, I really had a good time doing that i show. did too it also like gave me shows to to watch or rewatch. i did people commented fact, with some other stuff yeah will watched. i watched all of happy town in the last week since and we guess what i'm going to watch happy town and yeah. then we're going to talk about it on the netherworld dispatch oh, i can't wait yeah what you can a... find it all on youtube by the way if you're interested in watching it yeah somebody just posted on youtube it's a yeah. dead show mm -hmm. small town mystery which i i, I love yeah um, and it's, uh, uh, what a calamity. We'll talk yes. about it someday. It's yeah. great. Uh, we've also got, as of this recording, 920 reviews. Oh, nice. Well on the way to a thousand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I selected this most recent review. I would have picked it even if it was buried. Ooh. It was written by Poop Knife. <gasps> P-E-W-P <laughs> <laughs> -E Knife. <laughs> Woo. Who says... Years of enjoying this show. This is my favorite podcast of all time. Listening to Kristen and Will makes me feel like I'm listening to my own conversations with my brothers and helps me clean and 10x speed. At clean, 10x yeah, speed? Yes. Probably. Yes. My daughter <laughs> finishes the intro with, and I'm her little brother, William. Aww. My husband has a glow-in-the-dark water bottle that he has nicknamed Flowed Green. Oh, I love that. 
Kristen and Will are a part of our family, whether oh they God. like it or not. That is so nice. I Call me Willie Poop Knife. I'm in. Oh, absolutely. I'm Chrissy Poop Knife. Join in the family. Yep. Five stars. Oh, thank you so much. What a nice review. What a fun review. Absolutely. Might I say, from the name to the content. Absolutely. Let me also shout out, we have gotten a bunch of reviews from people that are like, I had to log into my friend's account or my 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 partner's account to leave this review because I listen on Spotify. I listen elsewhere. I figured out how to get onto Apple Podcasts just to leave this review. And thank you and shout out to all of you. Thank you all for your support. This show only thrives because of your support and we really appreciate you. Yes, I've been sitting here open mouth while Will said that. That is so nice. Thank you so much for making the effort. I know it maybe doesn't seem like a huge deal, but that's like part of your day. It's really nice that you took the time to figure that out and do that. Thank you so much to everybody who leaves us reviews because it really helps other people who might, you know, pass by the show be like, oh, maybe I'll give that a listen. And we really appreciate it. So thank you. And I also want to give a shout out to my friend whose name I don't know because we didn't exchange <laughs> names, but my friend in the Bitch Sesh Discord who um, saw that I was in there and said that they loved the show and suggested to the host that I come on it. And it was so, so nice. It truly made my day. So thank you so much, fellow Housewives fan. That is really cool. Yeah. That's, that's very, very mm -hmm. fun. Um, all right, everybody. Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, now we're going to uh, continue on to our conversation with Hags. Can I, give, right. can I give you one thing that ties it all together? Yeah. So, quoting again, a, a brilliant writer. Mm, an up and comer. He can direct the hat man. Yeah. He can direct other shadow people to terrorize you. Oh. Like directing the old hag to go sit on your chest. Oh, The okay. hat man and the hag. Yeah. Are about like to this. go. Gorgeous couple. All right. So who is the hag? What's her deal? Basically, in general, it's usually an evil older gal who we don't like. Right. And you may have heard, as you know, Will said, about hags in the context of what's often called old hag syndrome. Um, it's also sleep paralysis, but people finding a uh, different language around it or maybe having a different experience with it. Sure. Uh, where people experience an old hag or sometimes called a night hag sitting on their chest and projecting nightmares into them. Projecting nightmares. Yeah. Into them. That was something I hadn't heard before. No. I had heard of it as in sleep paralysis where you're like awake, but not awake and your body can't move like Will said, but you're kind of like lucid and aware of what's going on. And it sounds horrendous for people who've experienced it. That is, that is similar. I can see why for some people there has been this handoff between the hat man and the hag mm -hmm. as like if they both have something to do with terrorizing you when you're experiencing sleep paralysis. Yeah. They like both want the same thing. Right. In a weird way. Right. They want to mess with you in some way. It seems like he is taking from you mm -hmm. while the hag is giving yeah. you nightmares. She but gives they... you the nightmares then he feeds on it. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. You're right. It's kind of like a cycle. Um, I just want to quickly also say that you said night hag. Uh-huh. And that sounds like some sort of like a 90s edgy, like she's got a car that can talk and she solves mysteries. Night hag. <laughs> Guess what? There's another word that I thought the exact same thing. Really? Sounds like some sort of like sweet, badass like band or something like that. Because um, <laughs> having this happen to you has been called being hag ridden. Hag ridden. Yes. Whoa. So I don't totally know whether that means like, uh, you know, you could be like riddled or infested with rats or something like that. So you're hag ridden. You're hag ridden. Or right. is it 
literally ridden like you ride a horse because the image that's projected is that a hag is literally on you, probably yeah. straddling you, yeah. like sitting on your chest and causing this actual physical shortness of breath and stuff. I so it pony. could be hag ridden yeah. or you're you're ridden with this. It does sound like something you'd like be grief, like. Grief ridden, you, grief stricken, whatever. You can't just roll into work all disheveled looking all hag ridden. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it does sound like some sort of a put down. Yeah, right. Like you're just like hag ridden. Hag-ridden. Gross. Wasn't that, what was, when we talked about um, last week, what was my thing? Is from Gullah culture. Um, oh, the boo hags. The boo hags. Yeah. Was that also hag ridden or something? Oh, I don't know. There was something where there was like a turn of phrase where it was like, oh, don't, I think it might've just been like, don't let the, the boo hag get you or something yeah, like that. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or in the morning, it'd be like, you look like the boo hag got you. Something Along those lines. We did boo hags last week. We're doing hags now. Yeah, I know. It's double weird that I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't either at all. Kind of similar, but That's not weird. not totally. Yeah. Um, so, like, like I said, it's an old lady. She's an old woman, <laughs> and we don't like her. Right. And um, I read that the distrust of the idea of a hag seems to stem from a, den- a general distrust of women back in the day, and today, of course, but you know. But men were threatened by women being able to carry new life, tempting them with their beauty, bleeding without being cut, etc. So anything that could keep women down was like probably a good idea because who knows like who knows what they can do with all this stuff. Right. And so having an idea of this like <clears throat> old disgusting woman is like she's got something in common with all women. So let's just sort of paint them with a broad brush and then also kind of to the same point um of sort of lumping them all together hags were also associated with the idea of barrenness so in the idea of barren land as i'll kind of get to later but that could also uh play into the idea of a woman not being able to have children oh and back in the day not being able to have children was very devaluing yeah uh, for some people in their view of women because giving men heirs was such a prized yeah. thing it was supposed to be such a given great so, so you're useless now pretty much yeah yeah so a hag because they're an old woman is inherently beyond childbearing years. Yeah. So to call that out as like one of the main things about them is meant to be derogatory in and of itself. That like this barrenness is like, you're no good basically. And that's like a signature part of what you are as a hag because you're, you can't have children anymore. And so again, if we hate this thing because it doesn't have children among other things, it's also like, women and the whole yeah deal. you're useless you're now you're unnatural yeah you can't do the thing that women are for mm-hmm. you know the exact opposite of a hag what al pacino the most virile man the, in america yes because he's having a new baby <laughs> and he's the oldest man on the planet and robert de Niro. yeah these guys i know you're right he is they are the opposite of hags talk about heat <laughs> grandpa Ryan was just watching. You're gonna heat, start a fire. Like, like last week. Have you ever seen heat? Yeah, Allie and I watched it like two weeks ago. Oh really? It must be like new on streaming or something. I don't know. I have no idea what's in the ether about heat. Oh, that's so funny. But you're absolutely right. They're the opposite of hags. Yeah. Some um, virile old coot. <laughs> Had you heard that he was like completely shocked that she was pregnant, so he like made her take a pregnancy test because he was like, Hoo-ah, I don't think I can still do that or whatever. And then he found that he could. <laughs> God damn. Crazy. I think it was Al Pacino in that, not Robert De Niro. Al Pacino, the anti-hag. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's so Can wild. we start calling him a hag? Sure. I know that he's a legend. Yeah. I don't want to say he's not a legend and not... Works for me. Basically, a hag <laughs> is kind of an old woman. It's it's an old woman, usually like a frail old woman. Yeah. And also who is often freakishly strong. I would say him having that baby now is a form of strength that you don't expect could be called freakish. You don't want to be confronted so, with, certainly. No. So I would call him a hag. And also, he's the devil. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Is that the right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So You're Al Pacino right. is a hag. Good job. Branded. You did. Um, so their associate their association with barrenness is not always like physical fertility barrenness. Um, in some tellings, a hag is actually a seasonal goddess ruling over the barren winter months, while Bridget, who's another goddess, carries the summer. And so any season, if crops didn't grow where they should, you might say a hag walked over that plot of land. Everything is tied to fertility and, mm -hmm. and, and giving life. And if there is no life, hag. Right. Got exactly. Yeah. Um, so a hag is also crone adjacent. Sure. But the crone has a little bit of a better reputation mostly because of the triple goddess in paganism. So this is the idea of the maiden mother and crone, or sometimes it's uh, representing the phases of the moon, um, or sometimes representing heaven, uh, earth, and the underworld. This kind of like triple thing. But focusing on the maiden mother and crone right now, because that's what we're talking about. And um, the crone in that, like it's a funny word and everything, but it's symbolizing like a wise old woman you've like lived this life right. you've lived the life of the maiden a younger person mother which doesn't have to necessarily mean actual mother but of mothering age so it is still kind of tied into that but uh -huh. it just these are signifying age points crone is mother <laughs> actually crone is mother now that you say it but um but yeah crone has been through all of this stuff and like really is getting life and i actually really like that yeah. i really respond to the archetype of the crone um because i think of it as like if you think of these sorts of things as somehow archetypically representative of yourself or things to aspire to like the crone is like your highest self who knows what's best but in like a chill way yeah. not like a pushy holier than that way and we all have a little crone to get in touch with Every now and then, if we want to, we her can think about. Her name is Mildred. Yeah, <laughs> she lives down the street. I see her pushing a grocery cart with nothing in it. I gotta get in touch with that old crone again. <laughs> but you might say, what would what what would the crone do in this situation? What would yeah. my highest self, who now knows all, do? Was and try to go with that. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, uh, years ago, somebody described Hillary Clinton as an old crone, but uh -huh. uh, trying to become president. Yeah, and uh, so I, I was, and people kept being like, oh. Picking between Trump and Hillary, what? Right. And so uh, I did a whole show where I was like, it's a picking between which crone do we want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just calling him a crone, too. I mean, same diff. I do, I do like that notion, especially the older that I get, the more that I really enjoy. And, like, I remember being a kid and, and sometimes you were afraid of old people. Totally. Right? And yeah. I, think, I think that, I know that's like, it's not kind, but like, I do think that's kind of a natural thing. I think it is, too. Thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do... I, I think that it's a wonderful notion and it's something that we should all do better at of like mm -hmm. old people is just having experiences and you know, the crone as a figure is one thing, but also just the idea of people who are older have yeah. experienced a whole lot of stuff mm -hmm. and probably have some context. They probably have some outdated opinions as well, of course, but they might but... have a lot of, of information worth hearing. 
Absolutely. So yeah. like if an extension of some sort of exercise for a lot of people in paganism or practice that and pre practice Wiccanism and stuff or practice Wicca, it's not called Wiccanism. Um, yeah, it's to kind of like think of these archetypes and how you can embody them. And mm -hmm. a really nice extension of that is maybe using that as a way to relate to actual real life, yep. older people in your life. And remember that the same like wisdom that you're hoping to tap into by thinking about like, the crone version of yourself. Like yep. there are real people who have that and like to, you know, to care about that. Absolutely. Um, so having said all that, yeah, crone's got a good rep, but a hag, ew, no thanks. Even though they're like very close to the same thing. Not to keep derailing you and I'm sorry, but you do no. also hear people, like I said about somebody saying about Hillary Clinton, they do go like, you old crone. Like they have yeah. tried very hard to, to cast crone as a big negative. De honestly it's probably people who are in like hippy dippy circles like me who like right. think of the crone as something like cool yeah that know um, that. probably a lot of people just think of crones like an ugly old woman True. Yeah, yeah but you know it can be more than that and guess what totally ugly old women are cool too justice for ugly old women justice for ugly old women Ugh, like the hag <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. no don't be sorry i love talking about this stuff um, but yeah, so the hag has like more of a, even if the crone isn't respected and called an ugly old woman, they're not inherently like evil. A hag is like probably evil, if not at least like a little tricky. Yeah. Um, except in Ireland, in Scotland, because in Gaelic mythology, there's kind of more of a uh, crone vibe in the way that I was talking about it to the hag and being seen as wise and powerful, but often with a little bit of mischief mm. because they are freakishly strong, even though they look frail. Whoa, so gosh. a little bit of a Willy Wonka thing where maybe it's, <laughs> there's a, a, a hag walking down a red carpet looking like they're not doing so well. And then a quick tumble and we're up. <laughs> Putting on a little show. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. God. Um, they can control the elements and the weather in some of this lore. And Scottish lore has a group of hags known as the Kaljuchen, who are said to be personifications of destructive forms of nature. And um, even besides them, like that, that's like almost like supernatural. Well, I guess they can all be supernatural, but this is like one certain thing. Yeah. But it's also said that like certain hags control nature and the elements so much that just a tap or a thump of a hag's walking stick on the ground could freeze it. They just wow. have this like power over the elements. All right. Um, there are legends that mountains... I love this idea, but it's also like, why do they have these? That mountains are born from hags dropping stones out of their bags that then grew and grew into mountains. I would ask why they're carrying stones around like that. Yeah, they're just falling out of the bag. I get, yeah, that's what's happening. But haphazard. Why? It's a sloppy hag. <laughs> you sloppy old hag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're often seen as powerful, but kind of volatile at the same time. Uh, and in a lot of stories, it's kind of hard to distinguish and it probably changes story to story, whether the hag is a woman who knows how to perform magic, like a witch. So she's yeah. mortal, but she's found a way to work with these energies. Or is this an inherently supernatural being herself, like the hat man or right. something else? Yeah. Um, so in a lot of stories where it is more like hags are scary, which is the majority, by the way, I think the Gaelic stuff is kind of the outlier where they're like, oh, they're they're powerful and watch out for them, but they're ultimately neutral to good. Yeah. Um, hags are used kind of as like a boogeyman. So yeah. the thing we've talked about like a million times before, kind of cautionary tales to keep children from wandering off or pretty much like anybody from wandering off. Um, 
So I think it's probably <laughs> mostly children. You know, I said anybody. Like you wouldn't be going out to like a business lunch and then just be like, oh, Dave, by the way, <laughs> don't don't dilly dally when you go to the bathroom or a hag might take There's you. There's a hag about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the reason I added anybody is because when I was reading about Baba Yaga, which I'll talk about in a second, it said that she stole children and also adults or something. So I was like, oh, I guess it's more... Uh, more universal and less age-based than I thought. <laughs> There's a hag about. It's like saying it to like your coworker. Yeah. Oh, Bob, Bob, don't linger in the bathroom at Chili's. <laughs> There's a hag about. Because they're at a Chili's happy hour. <laughs> of course. Naturally. Yeah. <sighs> oh, God. Okay, so I was thinking, if you were in, if you were a kid in the past where they're telling you these cautionary tales or whatever, and maybe they kind of think they're real, depending on how far away this was, because at uh, some point, somebody must have thought this was real. Yeah. Then they start to get hip to it's not, but they're like, but it kept the kids in line, so yeah. let's just keep going it on. You must have thought that danger was lurking around every corner. With the amount of stories we've told that are like this, yeah. there are hags, there are whatever. Yeah, like, you're right. Everything is going to get you. It's terrifying everywhere, and I was thinking about, like... <laughs> So this is, we don't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not going to be telling Zoe that the boogeyman is out there or something. No. And so, like, how did we evolve away from this? And I wonder if, number one, I wonder if we evolved away from it partially with, like, the building of infrastructure and stuff like that like buildings and everything because there are fewer places for a hag to be living and hiding yeah or a boogeyman to be or whatever other thing like it becomes less and less likely when you live in a neighborhood that there's an unseen hag yeah. who's gonna pop out and get you and then i was wondering if like the culture in i guess i don't know let's say like the 50s to the 80s where people talk about how like yeah you would leave your house in the morning you don't come home until dinner and your parents didn't know who you were you were was that kind of like a weird response to this kind of like don't go anywhere because there are hags around whatever and then when we realized that that wasn't the case it was like free for all you can go do your thing but then we we honed back in right? so like i think i think you are i think you're spot on i hadn't really ever thought about it in those terms like when did we stop with like like the boogeyman that. yeah like, Kids will talk about that to each other, but seldom will, will a parent be like, "Oh, Timmy, Timmy, yeah, come on back now, okay?" Because there's a there's a hag. I hope it's extremely seldom. I mean, I do I do have secondhand knowledge of a family that like if the kids were acting up in the back <laughs> I seat, <do> <laughs> I love it. The parent would pull the car over and then say, "Like if you guys don't keep it down, I'm gonna leave you on the side of the road for witchy mambo, witchy mambo to get you." <laughs> so that's very that is 100 percent. How the boogeyman would be used. Yes. But uh, part of the reason why I have this like, you know, curiosity about urban legends and, and why we've been talking about mm -hmm. them as much as we have, especially lately, is like I, I was going to do a show about urban legends for a while. So I started looking into them like really from like a uh, uh, an academic standpoint yeah. almost. And it, it, it is the same. It's the same goddamn thing. We never stopped talking about the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. The boogeyman just changed form. Yeah. So parents won't really say to their kid. Stay close or the boogeyman will get you. What they do say is if you don't come back before, you know, it's dark, there's a guy in a van and mm -hmm. he might take you. Yeah. Or we say somebody's putting drugs in your Halloween candy. Right. Or we say there's a call coming from inside the house and there's a killer that can get you through your phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, the boogeyman legend 
never actually really stopped. It just took a million different forms. Yeah. As technology has evolved, we've our fear has evolved with technology. Mm-hmm. So like I, I've gone on and on many times. I'll keep it brief, but like Scream. Mm-hmm. We love Scream. Yeah. I, I get obsessed with Scream. Scream in the 90s was a boogeyman story. Yeah. Because cell phones were becoming increasingly common in everyday life. And this is what can happen with them. Here's the scary thing that could happen with the cell phone. Mm-hmm. It used to be that if somebody called you to threaten you, you at least knew they were holding a they phone were that was wired to a base somewhere else. Yeah. Uh-oh. Now cell phones are here and teenagers can use the phone to stalk you from right. just outside your house, come in and kill you. Mm-hmm. And that was Scream is both a, a novel story about modern emerging tech, but I have always viewed these things as also being humans need to tell the worst case scenario mm-hmm. about societal or technological inv- advancement because as convenient as it makes our lives, it opens up to new possibilities for terror. Yeah. And scary stories are how we digest our fear. Right. And go, okay, well, it'll never be as bad as that movie showed us. Yes. Therefore, I feel more safe. Mm-hmm. And then you invent caller ID. Yeah. But like I, the boogeyman thing, it, it, you're right. The boogeyman sort of stopped. Yeah. The conventional old world folklore. Like a supernatural boogeyman. But we invent a boogeyman for every change that comes down the pike. And also talking about technology and stuff, like I wonder if we kind of, because you're right, I think we have a, like a, in, I was going to say inbred, that's not true, but a natural need to, I don't know, engage with scary stuff is basically Uh what I'm saying. So... As technology evolves and we have things like newspapers and then the internet and whatever, we're hearing about real life scary stuff now, like mm-hmm. real that's life true. killers, yeah. abductors, violence, whatever. So maybe that's kind of taking the place of these ultimately made up stories. And it's like yeah, our, our tank has been filled. Yeah. Like we we've got our we've hit our quota now and there's no motivation to have these kinds of scary fictional things that are passed around in real life as a real thing like a literal monster Mm -hmm. monster yeah you're right about that that is interesting although we were just talking about the hat man now that did not come from any form of technology it doesn't seem although the dissemination of storytelling yeah has gotten so much more immediate and interesting like a lot of it was about like how are people telling the story to each other on tiktok yeah that's a big well there is still a craving for the unknown obviously but i think maybe in a real life like parents warning kids way yeah like now there's something more tangible yes and actual don't do the tide pod challenge yeah even though people literally did it and did die from it Mm -hmm. it was not the majority right and yet it became this tentpole of like you better not do it your friends at school are doing it yeah and the news saying to adults your kids are doing it yeah we're finding out about these actual things to fear in a much more immediate way than we could have back when people were saying like there's a legend and they're meaning it there's a legend about these hags they'll get you stay away from the water like we just have this factual stuff that kind of like wipes that out that's you know, there's no need. That's yeah, very interesting. It is interesting. So I referenced the water kind of thing um, because here is one of those sorts of like boogeyman story that uh, was popular in England at a certain point. So this character went by several names. Peg Powler, Uh-oh. which is a Riverdale-ass name if I've ever heard one. Sounds like a Polly Pocket or like <laughs> yeah. Mattel is working on this for the, the new movies. Well, listen to these. Jenny Greenteeth and Nellie Longarms. 
So these are all different names for a river hag with skin the color of green pond scum. So they're kind of like camouflaged into it. And parents told kids if they got too close to the water that these hags would pull them in with their long arms, hence Nellie long arms, drown them, and in some versions, eat them up. Wow. Yeah. mean they ate each other up? They ate each other up. Wow. Nellie Longarms at first sounded like a real piece of shit name. <laughs> but no, they, they don't even have to like really get out. I guess they just got really long arms. They can just come get you. I'm coming around to that one. That's pretty freaky. It's not bad. Yeah. Green teeth, I guess, is if you're smiling in the pond scum. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a mouthful of bush. Yeah, right. Um, so Baba Yaga yeah. also kind of falls under the category of hags, but is sometimes thought as thought of as more of an ogress, but I'll allow it. <laughs> you did it, so. <laughs> so uh, in most telling, she's a bad old lady who lives in a hut propped up on chicken legs. You've probably seen something that's kind of like this. Yep. Friend of the show, Brett Manning, yes. um, has like really awesome Baba Yaga art. And um, with a fence around it that is topped with skulls. Cool. Sometimes, depending on the story, Baba Yaga lives with two or three sisters who are also just named Baba Yaga. Really? Yeah. That must got confusing. Baba Yaga means grandmother witch, but it's not a direct translation. Like, oh, okay. Yaga is not a word. Uh, I think it's in Russian, but it just somehow got all mushed together like this. Okay. Uh, so she can travel. First of all, you usually think of her traveling with the house, like the tra the house uses the chicken legs to be walking around. Literally, and like it's on stilts. Like the yeah. house has legs and feet. Yeah, big but it's chicken legs and chicken feet. Yep, yeah. exactly. And I had never heard this part of it, but I think it's awesome um, that she would sweep up behind the house so that she doesn't leave a trace as she's moving through the woods. Love it. So they can move with stealth, which That's is awesome. Also, like Danny Torrance. Yes. Who we just yeah. referenced, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, she can also travel by flying through the air in a tea kettle, um, which I think is awesome. And also, I played this game called Witchwood. It's with a it's W Y Witchwood, and the main character it's it's like a whole witchy thing. It's so good, I can't recommend it enough. But the the character of the witch has an upside down tea kettle as a head, and I just oh, thought it was cool. like a cool weird detail, and I didn't realize that it was such a direct Baba Yaga reference. It was like born out of the folklore. Mm -hmm. We also played a little bit on um, Patreon the Alan Wake mm -hmm. game, uh, which <clears throat> I I replayed recently and found out that uh, and there, it's getting a sequel soon, so yeah. we might talk about it again, but. Uh, Alan Wake is a writer and he's staying at a cabin on the bird leg cabin. Oh. It's called. It's on an island shaped like a bird's leg and the ah. cabin is on it, which is a reference to Baba Yaga. Yeah. And one of the like villainous folklore characters in the story is Barbara Jagger, oh. which is Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I never cool. knew, but there's like all this Baba Yaga sort of like deconstructed and hidden in the story throughout. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than I'm saying. Like they're just, it, it's like a very beloved character. Um, I'd be curious. We could do another Baba Yaga. Yeah, I think someday. there's like yeah. more, there's a lot more to it for sure. Um, so the other way that she can travel, which I think is awesome, is using a mortar and pestle. Oh. So she like sits in the mortar and uses a pestle to power it. Like she's kind of like in a boat with an oar, but flying through the air. I love it. And when she travels by air, she creates wind storms as she goes, which kind of fits with the hag thing of manipula manipulating the weather yes. and elements. So, why she heading out and about to naturally snatch people up, usually children, 
and cook and eat them. Oh no. Yikes, Baba Yaga. But that's the scary version of the story. And like I said, there are a million variations on it. She's also sometimes seen as just like a magical woman who lives out in the woods and maybe able to grant wishes if you get to her. Or sometimes has kind of like a benevolent trickster energy to her where you might come to her for a wish and she doesn't make it easy for you, but it's inciting growth in you at the same time. So it's like Baba Yaga. Thank you. You taught me a lesson <laughs> yeah. in the end. Right. You know, you mentioned the mortar and pestle mm-hmm. in the movie Witch. Yeah. The, you know. The uh, Vavitch. The Vavitch. Uh, uh, a witch uses a mortar and pestle to grind up bones. Oh, to yeah. blood all over herself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Seldom, we were seldom playing with a mortar and pestle with Zoe the other day. We were. Yeah. Yes. You gave, you gave Zoe a mortar and pestle. Uh, uh, seldom referenced tool yeah coming yeah. up several different ways it's interesting. I love have you ever used a mortar and pestle not i think it's pestle i can't tell now is it pestle, pestle or pestle i've always said I it thought pestle. it was pestle but i it might, might be, be a i might be a yokel i don't know no i don't know i um uh i've never used it in the conventional approved fun. method yeah i think i crushed a jelly bean with one once that works for me okay so I've, I've i would it. suggest doing something dry in it it's very satisfying the jelly bean gets a little crunch yeah, only on the outside, but then you get the gush. Oh, the chewy center. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Baba Yaga, also in all versions, this is the case. She is the guardian to the fountains of the waters of life, even when she's a bad guy. Oh. Um, but in the good version, she's kind of an embodiment of female independence and empowerment because I mentioned two or three sisters. Most of the times that she lives by herself and she's just like a badass lady who lives out in the woods by herself doing her thing. I'm like jealous now. Yeah. Can I can we can we recharacterize the hat man as like he doesn't get into all that like alpha male stuff. Like he's just like very comfortable with his masculinity. He actually doesn't feel like an alpha to me. <laughs> I think he feels what was it that we realized was outside of it? I think he lives outside the paradigm. Yeah. Was it well, I've been saying that I'm I go beyond alpha male because I don't <laughs> care about any of the, the conventional masculine stuff. So Correct. I, like a grandpa male or something like a. <laughs> there was one, I think it was, was a gamma male or something? Zeta male. Zeta male. I feel he's like a Zeta male. Yeah. I don't know. With all the hat, I mean, he's not afraid to like wear a hat that could be construed as not that manly. A, you lady, know? a lady ran over to me the other day. <laughs> oh my God. This is true. This is a true story. I went out for coffee with a, with a friend. He's a, a, a Rutgers professor uh, and, a, and a, a really clever like creator here in town. And yeah. we went out for coffee and we had a nice conversation. We were talking a little bit about life and, and work and projects that we're doing and stuff. And at the end of the conversation, we were leaving. A lady ran over to us and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I just want to say I, I couldn't help but hear some of your conversation. We're so loud. Yeah. She's like, I couldn't help but hear some of your conversation. <laughs> you don't say. She's like. I just wanted to say, like, I I loved hearing two men have a conversation where they were so sort of like emotionally open and um, your relationship was just so beautiful. And I, I really feel like this is not something that men are doing much. And I feel like men need to have more conversations like this. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, but thank you. Like, I was sort of like taken aback. And it, was, yeah. it was a compliment. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then the compliment started to I be know, like. It's also like, well, why should right, I be I'm, like Because I'm, I'm supposed to be an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and, and, wow, I really love what a not Neanderthal you are. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, like, I'm plenty Neanderthalish in my own ways. All right, I'm not. <laughs> like, I, I don't why wanna, would you assume I would be like Don't that. let me pretend that I'm bigging myself up through this either. There are plenty of things no. on which I fall flat and have failed. But I, don't we all? But I think you're fabulous. But then I, uh, I, I was like, well, thank, thank you so much. Uh, and then uh, my buddy goes, yeah, thank you. 
now let's go pound some brewskis and watch some football. And yeah. I went, I'm going to be emotionally distant for a month just to compensate. <laughs> so and she sort of laughed at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she kind of, and I, I like waved friendly. Yeah. But it, it was, it was a weird moment. It is it was weird. Both, it was both a compliment and like a weird, like. Yeah. You know, men, men are, men are more. Yeah. Men totally. are capable of being uh, uh, more. And there are plenty of shit people out there. Definitely. Plenty, plenty, plenty. And I, I've certainly done my share. But like, no, well, it lives in an in-between I can, space. I, yeah, I, I'm just a guy. I'm just, I'm just talking to my friend. Yeah, it's like, it's not. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. I'm just talking to this guy I'm friends with. Yeah, we're not, we're not all complete like assholes or whatever. It's, yeah. It shouldn't be that unique and notable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of is sometimes. But yeah, it's a weird lives it's in a weird. half space. That's weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Those are hags. I mean, of course, we know the Hansel and Gretel witch. Hag. Hag. Uh, but we know that's <laughs> Can we put like a hag stamp yeah. on more people? We already, who did we stamp as a hag? Al Pacino? Yeah. We, hag. Who else is a hag? Hansel and Greta Witch. Hag. Hag. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Snow White Witch. Hag. Hag. Yes, she is. She is a hag, actually. Because um, another element of hags is that some of them can shape shift. So like, oh. you know, she's like this old scary witch in the cartoon and then can be this like beautiful queen. Um, so Yes. She was not at hag. all the embodiment of like wiz. Well, because she was pretending no. to be a hag. Yeah, she that's wasn't true. really being a. hag. Yeah, you're right. Actually, right? There, there was an article that I. It's in the show notes or whatever, and it used a picture of her as an example. But correct, she was a beautiful woman, woman who like magic temporarily. Into she a hag. was actually incredibly shallow. She she's was a so, hottie in hag's clothing. She's so valued being a hot evil queen. That when she found yeah. out that there was a prettier person than her, yes, she hagged up mm-hmm. just to take to, her down. Just to take her down, she hagged up to take her down. Yeah. Well, again, hag- they are bad quite often. It's I was it's, it seemed to be a 60-40 okay. split. Okay, all right. So I'll there are some it. cool hags out there, but most of them were like a scary hag. And some of them, I'm <laughs> sure, are good hags, <laughs> covering all bases. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a great time, William. Thank you very much. I had a great time. This was a, a, a true joy. Yes. I want I want to make the hag man. Yeah. The the wise old man. Hag man. Who's who's like I, I may be old, but I've all I also know stuff. William, <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. You should do a Beatles song parody. First, I thought, okay, you do the hag man instead of oh, the tax I already, man. I already figured it out, yeah. Then <laughs> I realized why that, because it's too confusing. Just the hat man. Just because it sounds... Because I'm the hat man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the hat man. I come into your room at night. Hat man. Wait a minute, why don't we do Batman? No, 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 hat man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, much, we're gonna go now. Much to do. <laughs> we're gonna disappear. Yeah, we've yeah. we've much work to do. <laughs> Thank you all so much for hanging out. We hope you had a good time. Yes. Uh, uh, feel free to send in more Hatman stories. Yeah, by all means. I'm a big fan of Hatman Crothers. <laughs> Just another shining <laughs> reference. Oh, I'm a big fan of that '90s song, Hatman. Oh boy, everybody. Yep. At GTTU Pod if you want to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash GTTU Pod if you want to help support us and get access to the Netherworld Dispatch, yeah. which is going strong. Oh, yeah. There's been more horror news recently. We're stuck mm-hmm. in horror news because it keeps coming out. What, what are we to do? Maybe on the Monday episode, you'll hear us talk about the new Saw trailer. Maybe you definitely will. Maybe you'll hear us talk about Scream 7. You probably will, and we'll keep calling Scream 7 Saw 7. I got very confused. <laughs> 
So uh, you can also follow us online. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you again, everybody. Hope you have a great day. Yes. Great night. Great week. We'll yes, be back with you yourself. again soon before you know it. Mm-hmm. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Oh, yeah. What would you fly in? Not a teacup. What would you fly in? Oh. Weird thing. Let's see. Just pick a weird thing. Coffee cup, spoon is my oar. Love it. Thank you. What about you? Uh, sitting in a chair, just sitting <laughs> comfortably, but zooming, zooming through the sky. Stationary, like we used to talk about Jewel. Whoa. Old dog. Yeah, just haunting lift, us. Just lying down, but lifting up off the ground and floating. Just moving. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Here I come. Yeah.